welcome to another episode of the Dragonfly Ripple podcast. We're bringing up the next generation of nerds, and uh, we have uh, been uh, doing a lot of little little episodes recently where I will talk to one of my kids, or Michael will talk to David, but uh, for the first time in quite some time, and I've decided not to try and even calculate, <laughs> uh, the full cast will be together on this episode. Michael, how's it going? It's going good. I it it's been too long. I I've missed like our time just to kind of sit out here on the front porch and chat. But uh, yes, though there's lots of cobwebs on the porch here. <laughs> we have some cleaning to do. Uh, I need I need to get some WD forty on these rocking chairs. <laughs> yeah, mine. You can probably hear it squeak a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good to talk to you, man. And uh, it, this is an appropriate thing to kind of all come together around. I feel like this is a monumental movie and deserves a monumental dragonfly ripple episode. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, and, I, and I know you and David have been doing the the series of watching through the Marvel movies. That's been a big part of what, what's been on the feed for uh, the last, I don't know, several months. Yeah. And uh, so, so uh, that definitely, uh, you know, that definitely needs to be wrapped up, yeah, but bringing us all together, you know, uh, like the Avengers, it makes sense. <laughs> Dragonfly Ripple Assemble. It was exactly it was it was as though half of us were dusted, and then now. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I we may have talked about this before, Michael. But uh, when you when you were growing up, did you read? You were reading comics, right? You when, as you grew up, you, as yeah, a kid, you were reading comics. It was very sporadic. It was you know we would go to the the grocery store or the drug store. And, uh, you know, they'd have the spinner rack. And if I begged hard enough, sometimes I could walk out of there with something. Um, other than that, like my grandfather had a barbershop and he always had comics in the barbershop. And so, but that was a whole different town. But when we would go visit there, then I would get to catch up a little bit. Right. And, and uh, but, but you were still into superheroes oh, and, yeah. and, and watching the cartoons that were on. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, so, but you know, my my at least from my experience, you know, I, I was I was collecting comics. I got a few um, subscriptions by mail nice. uh, initially. A couple, I, I Justice League of America shipped shipped to me on a monthly basis for for uh, quite some time, and um, that was I mean those were the days. You get a little brown, like get your action or not your your uh, comic book wrapped in like brown uh, wrapping paper uh-huh. with your little label on it. Um, it was great. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, you just slide it out, and there was your comic book for the month. Um, but I, you know, I didn't know too many others where I went to school, um, or the, you know, my my circle of uh, friends or those I interacted with. I, I was the only one. Certainly, I was the only one as into it as I as I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember watching the nineteen ninety Flash TV series. Maybe another kid or two watched it, but it certainly was not popular. <laughs> and I don't know. Was that your experience, Michael? Was it like? You had a, maybe a couple friends that were into it, but everybody yeah. else was something else. Or? <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because I'm remembering this picture like I found not too long ago. It was like a back-to-school picture of me, and I was probably, I don't know, sixth grade maybe. And I'm wearing a Spider-Man t-shirt. I'm carrying a King Kong lunchbox and <laughs> a Marvel Comics Trapper Keeper. <laughs> I was the nerdiest kid in the world. And now I look at it, I was like, man, that kid's pretty cool. <laughs> but at well, the that's, time, I'm that's a, just it, right? Like such it's, an outsider. <laughs> these days, like if you had told me 30 years ago, if you told the 12 year old me or the, you know, the 10 to 12 year old me, like, hey, 
uh, just want to let you know that these these characters you're reading about, like they're going to make a movie that's basically like uh, the the biggest Marvel comics crossover you could possibly make. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're going to make a movie of that. They're they're actually going to do it. And 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 hold on, kid. They're going to pull it off. It's going to be good. <laughs> and uh, hold on. I'm not done, kid. Stop. And it's going to make like a trillion dollars. Like everyone is excited about it. No. That's, that's a sci-fi world right there. You're, <laughs> you, that's an alternate reality. Like you've crossed the line. I don't believe you. Yeah. No one likes No one likes this stuff. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah. No, there's going to be like obscure characters in this thing. Yeah. I mean uh-huh. even in my 20s, like the best we could get was – you know, Tim Burton and Joel Schumacher, Batman. Like that was like right. the crim of the right. crop. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, no. Ant-Man plays a pivotal role in this. <laughs> Look, now you're just making fun of me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's mind blowing. Mind blowing. It is. it is. And it's so, it's like, I do feel so, you know, just to tie in the parental aspect, I do still feel the need every so often to explain to my children not that they care and not that, you know, this is, this is the world they live in, yeah. fortunately. But like, hey, just, just so you know, kids, like this house, this isn't how it was for me. Like you, you live in a special time. This would never like 30 years ago. This was not even something you could imagine. You know? Not not in your wildest imagination. Like you just, you, yeah. I mean, superhero movies. Yeah. Christopher Reeve was like as good as it was ever going to get. Yeah, and that exactly. is good. Like I, I mean, I, I know you like that movie too, and I certainly do. And you know, but, but that was that was the dream. Like that was, you know, everything else was like trying to like live up to that. And yeah, it was just it, it's just yeah. amazing. Since yeah, that that and you know, I I, I brought up the nineteen ninety Flash TV series. You know, that only lasted one season. Uh, I think about um, you know the the Flash television series on that's on now. It's been on for like four or five years. Uh, but it crosses over with Arrow that's been on for seven and mm. Supergirl's been on for two or three or four or something. And uh, and I can't even keep track of how many years these, these shows have been on and they're all crossing over and uh, they've got obscure characters as well. And, you know, you know I, I'm not saying that they're super high quality, but they certainly like I mean, they're so comic booky. Mm-hmm. I, I watched one of the recent crossovers they did. and It's like, wow, they <laughs> they did this. <laughs> uh, it's, it's just an insane the amount of it that there is, it's so popular. Like not only is there Marvel comics, uh, have they created 22 of these movies in their own little universe, but there's multiple X-Men and, you know, the Netflix Marvel and, you know, the other, you know, agents of shield. And I can, I could, we could sit here for half an hour and list all the different, uh, superhero things that are actively on mm-hmm. all the different channels. It's there's so much that we can't. Even, I can't even watch it all. Right. No, and, I, and I don't even want to at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and talking about just the the saturation into our culture. Like at work, we're having our own civil war on Friday just between people who have already seen Endgame and people who had not yet and didn't want spoilers for it. And, and right, and there right. was like you know. It, <laughs> There was some hurt feelings by people who weren't allowed to talk about it because uh, of the people that they sat next to in the next queue didn't want to know. Yep, and that would not be a concern again. <laughs> Thirty years ago, it would right. like that would not have been a thing. Like, hey, yeah, I saw Batman. Okay, <laughs> don't tell me, don't tell me. You want to <laughs> hear something about it? Sure, I don't really care. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, speaking of Avengers Endgame, we've we've all. 
Uh, seen How many times have you seen it, Michael? I have only seen it once, but I really want to get back there soon. <laughs> I know you've seen it at least twice. I've seen it twice. Um, and I can tell you, from my perspective, uh, actually the second viewing, I like I – lo- so first viewing, loved it. Yeah. Second viewing, I actually even loved it more. Wow. Uh, that, that, surpri- that was a big surprise to come out of the second viewing and go, wow, that actually was even better than I remembered. Uh, do you want to save – Talking about that for when we're all together, or do you want to? We certainly can. Okay. We certainly can. So, and then you, you David's seen it, I assume. You, yes, you've yeah. allowed him. Okay. And uh, both of my children have seen it, and we're going to bring both kids in. So, this will be a special, like, all of us together. Nice. Uh, yeah, we haven't done that since we were all around your dinner table at Dragonfly Ripple South. That's right. <laughs> That's when it, that was when the table was set for six because we had PAX, too. That's right. PAX was there, too. Yeah. And, but that was, we had, you could only stay as long as you didn't talk shop. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's bring the kids in. Let's do it. Back around the Dragonfly Ripple table, we have uh, added an extra chair for uh, Jetpack Tiger's very own Dashel. Hello. We've got Annalise here as well. Hey. And David. Mm, whoever holds his beer shall have the power of Thor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what the laws are in Minnesota. But, uh, <laughs> my guess is that you don't have the power of Thor yet, right? No. <laughs> okay. Well, we uh, we've all seen Avengers, the three-hour epic, three uh, Avengers Endgame, and uh, first I thought it'd be worth asking each of you sort of your anticipation level for this movie. David, we're I know you've been watching through everything again, talking mm-hmm. about the the all the films leading up to this. Where was your anticipation level for Endgame? All right, so I knew three things about this movie before I went into it. I knew Captain Marvel was going to be in it. I knew Hawkeye was going to be in it, and I knew Ant-Man was going to be in it, and that was pretty much it. My anticipations were, I'm going to see it, it's going to be good, and I'm not going to think about anything else until I see it. Uh, Dash, what was your anticipation level? This. <laughs> Only a lot more so. Okay. <laughs> okay. Mm. That Yeah, that sums it up. Uh, Annalise, you weren't really looking forward to it at all, right? Uh, Yeah, of course not. No, we've been waiting for like how long like two years well for a, a year since the last one but yeah i mean there was no, like but, a lot of build up even to infinity war that much build up so yeah. i yeah i was ready i was ready to see the we end had, like one marvel movie in that year besides infinity war it was captain marvel right since infinity war we've had two we had ant-man and the wasp and then we had captain marvel oh and but there was that that it that practically it yeah what more do you want man <laughs> <laughs> that's three well, marvel I, movies it's yeah, it's normally three a year, right? Yeah, and we'll have the oh. we'll Spider-Man Far From Home later this year. So, All right, right, There was so, once a time long ago when there were zero Marvel movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Oh, I can't survive without Marvel movies. I'm going to die without <laughs> Marvel movies. That is literally the way I feel right now, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Michael, what was your anticipation level? Yeah, I was uh, very excited about it, but I, I was going into it expecting them to wrap up the Infinity War plotline and uh-huh. so i was very excited and eager to like find out like you know obviously it ended on a big cliffhanger and and i wanted to know how that was going to work out how is captain marvel going to fit into it how is ant-man going to fit into it like i had these ideas about 
you know, obviously like they kind of planted in the end of Ant Man and Wasp that he might, you know, go into like a time pocket or whatever they call it. And it's like, oh, is it is there going to be a time travel all of it? But I certainly wasn't anticipating like the level that was actually in it. But I I was not at all prepared for uh, how it wasn't going to just wrap up the Infinity War plot line, but it was going to wrap up. 10 years, 11 years of, of Marvel movies. And so I was not anticipating enough. Like, so it completely like, <laughs> met my expectations and then went way beyond them. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So I think I, I did have a, a feeling just from kind of what the directors had been saying. And even Kevin Feige, the producer had been saying just that they were, that this would be a, a real end to the, to this sort of, what they, I think they've essentially now called this uh, phase one, two, and three, the Infinity Saga. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I know that there's some of these characters are going to go on. They're going to have sequels. There's already been talk of Ant-Man 3 and Guardians 3 and Doctor Strange 2 and Black Panther 2, etc. But the, uh, the, the I did anticipate that certain things would come to a close. And so I had, I think I had a level of anticipation for quite some time, but it's been probably not in any kind of healthy way, all consuming for quite some time. And I, and I, I, I might have shifted into a little bit of anxiety about the movie. You were like, so, I just want it to be done. I just need it to be over. I was saying that. I was like, I really got to a point where I wasn't even looking forward to it anymore. I just wanted it to be done. Um, <laughs> that makes any sense. I was just like, I, I'm ready. I'm ready to just have seen it. So, so yeah, I think we were all looking forward to it. Um, so just quickly kind of highlights like did it meet your expectations as far as quality like were you happy with it Annalise yes definitely and Dashiell yeah I really liked it and David absolutely and Michael you were pretty disappointed right yeah I hated the thing no yeah I already kind of spoiled it but yeah it it just completely blew past everything that I I hoped for it to be yeah yeah, um, Jeej from from Nerd Lunch. He he asked uh, this morning. He he texted me. He's like, "Hey, just just let me know. Is this uh, this meet your expectations?" And I was like, "And, and more, and more." Ultimately, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I told him exactly the same thing. We actually had dinner last night, and uh, he asked me the same question. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I mean, there's so much to cover. So let's get into uh, I guess just some favorite moments. That might be a good place to start. And uh, David, like, what was your big favorite moment of this movie? And I I have a feeling there could be some shared favorite moments, but let's let's get you know you just off the top. What's yours? We'll start with something obvious here. Uh, Infinity, not Infinity War. Maybe I mean there will be Infinity War spoilers, but there'll also be Endgame spoilers here. If you haven't seen Infinity War, then it's on you. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) honestly, honestly, my favorite moment was seeing those portals open at the end, uh, seeing everything come out uh, and then running at each other. Uh, <laughs> I, I just leaned over my dad and said, this is my favorite Marvel movie. Yeah. Yeah. Dash, what about you? So I had two favorite moments. Let's, let's just go with one of them. <laughs> you know, which one I want you to go with. So I'm going to do the other one. Right? No. Um, so, I think my favorite moments, probably sport, big, big spoilers. Yeah, okay, we've, we've, done, we've established spoilers. We don't have to worry about it. Spoil, right. Spoiler warning at this <laughs> it's point. It's when Thor is about to get stabbed by his own axe, and then Thor's hammer just flies by, and Captain America can hold the hammer. Yes. <laughs> Did anyone see that coming, to no. paraphrase? I was going to be Vision, to be honest. 
Like that vision would show back up and it would be I him? I thought it would be vision that was picking up the hammer. But I, 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 I like what happened more, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, that yeah. was... Yeah. I, I didn't see it coming, but that was perfect. <laughs> I was like, actually, if you really put it together, it was going to happen. Like, you had to know, like, because it was a... It almost happened in another one because Captain America moved the hammer. Like a right. small tweak. Mm-hmm. But so, like, then, like, he, he's, like, worthy. And, like, Thor was scared at first, but now he's... Now he's just like, yes! <laughs> like, like, now that his life is in danger and he actually needs it, of course now. It's like seeing Hulk in that arena all over again. <laughs> yeah. I know well, him. Annalise, was that, that was your favorite moment? Yeah, I was going to say that. Well, then what was your second favorite? Um, I know what happened directly after is, like, really sad, but I really liked him, like, Iron Man being like, I am Iron Man, and then snapping his fingers, and then the whole, like, everyone... All the bad guys disappearing. That was pretty powerful. Yeah. But like, mm-hmm. it was like kind of per- it was perfect because like even the ships were disappearing and Thanos was last, so he got to see his whole entire army yes. disappear. Mm-hmm. And he was and then and then he disappeared the same way everyone else did. So we got to, yeah, it was yeah, it was perfect. <laughs> yep. And so like payback. <laughs> see, Michael, the, uh, do you have a favorite moment? Any of those? Uh, any of those your favorite moments, or did you have yeah, another one? Yeah, no, all of those are my favorite moments, um, and I'll do another one from that big battle at the end, but there was a lot of favorite moments like scattered throughout kind of leading up to it, but um, I love the big girl power moment. Yes! Um, that was pretty amazing. <laughs> that, was, that was cool. That was that was amazing. And just Pepper yeah. in, in the costume was the, was really cool. Yeah, there were, there were a couple times where, like, um, you can tell that the actors were not there for all together just from the kind of the way they've tried to composite this movie mm. that that was one time where i'm like okay evangeline lily is not uh free larson's not like they're not all together but uh it was still cool to see them all together mm-hmm. the only thing that uh was a little bit sad about that was that uh black widow missed out <laughs> yeah yeah stop upsetting annalise <laughs> i'm just saying i'm a little upset over that too um i you know, there are some things that make me well. There are a lot of things that make me sad in this movie, and there was I should have had a box of tissues with me like the whole way through because, and some of it was tears of sadness, and some of it was tears of happiness, and there was just a lot of there was a lot of dust in our theater. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> My eyes were watering quite a bit through this movie. Yeah, me too. Because when when Natasha died, I cried a little bit, and then I was fine. And then the moment. Steve got the hammer. I started sobbing, and I didn't stop yeah. until like we got to the car. I was like, <laughs> I was still well, crying in the car. Even, even in the car later yeah. on, we were, yeah. we, I was like, what, what was it that made you cry? And you're like, <gasps> and you just needed a couple more minutes. <laughs> and but it was like a mixture. Like every time something happened, and the whole theater would erupt into like everyone was clapping, I would start crying even more. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty great. Yeah, hmm. my favorite Marvel Cinematic Universe character is Peggy Carter, and. Both times where she showed up, I just lost it. <laughs> uh, when he saw her, like in flashback in the seventies, and then you know the very end of the movie, like that was yeah. just uh, just so cathartic. Like, and that's one of the things like about this whole this movie ending, like this series, and it 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 wraps up so many things for so many different people, right? And all these different TV shows and movies, and and her and Caps, like just tragic relationship that I thought was just going to always be a tragic relationship. I and mean, we saw her die in what was that winter soldier? 
Civil War. Civil War, War, yeah. Um, You know, okay, that's it. I guess we got, you know, I got to move on. And just to have this movie kind of go, nope, we don't have to move on. We can go back and they can have their their happy ending. And That's kind of just the theme of the whole movie. What's that? That's kind of just the theme of the whole movie. It kind of is. It kind of is. Yeah. So did, um, so I know it's easy for me to say I predicted that without having like a sealed envelope or anything, but (laughs) I I did have an inclination. This would be about time travel just because they kind of, well, one, I don't know how you, I don't know how you undo stuff like what Thanos did without a little time travel. Ant-Man and the Wasp seem to strongly hint at there being a time travel element. How? They mentioned it like in the in the Easter egg that uh, be careful of those time pockets and stuff like that. So there just seemed to be like a time time travel uh, hint. And so then, uh, I, you know, everyone was worried that Captain America and Iron Man would get killed off. I I actually thought what happened to Captain America in this movie was exactly what was going to happen to him. Nice. I, I just figured, you know. He's going to go back, and he's going to be with Peggy, and that's how he's going to end. Yeah, as we were watching the movie, I was like, oh, he's that's what's going to happen, isn't it? <laughs> Although there were a couple times in the big battle, I was like, "Did was that, like, I was scared for him. Because <laughs> I think, like, there are a couple of times where, like, Thanos or someone would, like, punch someone, like, right in the head, and, like, <laughs> I thought they were going to be snapped in their neck. And I was just like, <gasps> you were a little worried for him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what about then the? Uh, so as you're watching the movie, uh, very early on in the movie, they uh, go visit Thanos and kill him. What What was your initial reaction to that, David? Oh, what are they going to do now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seems, yeah. So like, okay, that's because <laughs> Thanos in Infinity War was probably like my favorite villain of all time. And now that he's here on his farm, he's like, I destroyed all the infinity stones. Nothing you can do. And then Thor just cuts off his head. He, he aimed for the head this time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I went for the head. That was such a great line. Yeah. yeah. And just, then it kind of flashes and cuts four to five years. And like, Oh, I was shocked. Okay. What are they going to do? Oh yeah. I didn't like the five years part. I had mixed feelings on Thor cutting his head off. One of them was like, deserved it. And the other half of me was like, come on, Thor, you know better. (laughs) So I didn't. He was mad. There was an aspect to that Thanos being killed that he never gets to see that his uh, mission ultimately was not accomplished. That, That Thanos dies thinking he won. But does that Thanos even exist anymore? Well, that's a whole other... <laughs> that's a whole other question. So let's let's okay. talk about then time travel being a huge huge element. I mean, are we all fans of time travel movies and the like? Yeah, I like them, but then again, it can be really stressful. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't tell um, the bald lady that Doctor Strange is going to give Thanos the stone because he needs she, to have she, the stone. She already knew that Doctor Strange was going to be the new Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. And she had the time stone, and she was, like, super old, so it, it didn't matter. Yeah. Well, she, she was going to die anyway before that happened. So. How, how, so how did you think they handled time travel in this? Michael, what, what, do you, what did you think about time travel in this movie? It's, it's a little timey-wimey, um, <laughs> but that's okay. Like, I don't, I, I don't need every movie to be 
like every time travel movie doesn't have to be like super thoughtful as far as like how like avoiding paradoxes and explaining everything. I uh, I, I thought it was a little bit strange that um, they there's an early conversation where like the Hulk is like some one other person. I, probably Iron Man is is telling the rest of them that time travel doesn't work like it does in Back to the Future and Terminator. Oh yeah, that was funny. And yeah, I, and what <laughs> and Die Hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but I didn't like completely understand what the, how they were saying it does work, and then kind of when it the way that it actually works out is kind of similar to like Back to the Future and Terminator. So I just I, I just decided I was not going to think too hard about it. Was part of it. it was a little inconsistent? I thought. And also, I decided not to care about it. Like, right, uh, right. <laughs> like yeah. we have to put the stones back, but like, you don't have to put Thanos back. You don't have to put like you don't have to make sure that Loki's back where he belongs. Like, it's okay to shoot old like young Nebula, but it doesn't matter that like there's just certain things like that. Like that didn't matter, but we had to get the stones back. Yeah. Well, then, time travel usually then, has a bunch of rules. Well, the stones would cause a no bigger rules. problem than Loki or something. And then like the Tesseract and the Scepter had both been destroyed so that they could get the stones out. But then they had to go put those things back, and so now everything's different. They're like, oh, this isn't a cube anymore. That's a good point. That's a good point. I'm sure they just made, like, a glass cube, and, like, they're just so oblivious they didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's just, we know each other, and we know how oblivious we can be. Like, it'll be fine. Timey-wimey. Timey-wimey, yeah. And I, and I, what I, other than Doctor Strange dealing with time travel a little bit, this was really the first, um, well, I guess there was a little bit of time reversal in Infinity War. But beyond that, uh, there really hasn't been time travel in this series of movies at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like, all right, you know, we, we finally earned the chance to do time travel. It took it took 22 films to finally do something. And I don't, so I don't really mind how grandiose it was <laughs> over the top time travel i was like i was like i love that they went back to you know very back to the future part two ask we're like we're going back to the movies we've already done yeah and we're gonna insert ourselves back in i yeah. love seeing what happened in the aftermath of avengers and how they mentioned like oh yeah we're gonna go grab lunch and like Ooh, all the stairs. like yeah all the little things it was so funny right yeah. it, tony getting his moment with his dad was great yeah. yeah. Or Thor getting another moment with his mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because, like... Uh, Captain America fight? Dark, <laughs> Thor, Thor the Dark World is actually one of the more maligned movies by fans, but yet now it's super integral to, right. <laughs> to everything. Like, I just, I like how they sort of force that in as a, like, no, you kind of have to watch it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's really important now. Like, um, I, I could do this all day. I know, I know. Yeah. Annalise, what was the other thing you liked um, with the 2014 team? There's something else you really liked. Oh, uh, in space? Yeah. Okay, so um, I really like the scene in Gardens of the Galaxy where he's listening to the music and he's singing and dancing <laughs> and stuff. But then coming out, like, realizing he's listening to this in his headphones and him singing along and dancing <laughs> and watching him was so funny. <laughs> He's an idiot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if Rocket was there from the beginning, Thor the Dark World really would never have happened. Because they wouldn't have had the problem of the ether being stuck in her. Pr- pretty much. How'd they put it back in her? And how did Cap figure all of that out? <laughs> how did he do I, I think they're like, as long as you just put it in the same time area, it'll be fine. I'm sort of interested in like that being another movie. It's like the adventures <laughs> of Captain Steve Rogers going back through time. Yeah. 
like, I need that. Hey, 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 I have a cure for your reader thing as Reather. Maybe that'll be a, a Disney Plus series. I was just thinking that, yeah. yeah. Please, yes. <laughs> I don't know if I, I could watch it because, like, it was actually really hard to watch the time thing. Like, I was trying to keep my mind off of, hey, like, they're they're totally breaking the rules of time here. But, like, I need to, I need to like, accept that every single time traveling thing has their different rules and there's really no rules of time. Right, right. right. There are just no rules in this movie. (laughs) So let's talk about uh, Hawkeye. Now, uh, I guess Ronan, if you look at toy packages, although I don't think they ever called him that in the movie. Yeah, that uh, is. Clint Clint Barton's storyline, he was not in Infinity War, but he's the first first of the Avengers we see in this movie. David, what did you think of his... uh, so his his storyline in this. Um, so I did want to know like how many people in his family got snapped, and everyone, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, apparently. But I, I, I thought um, you know I didn't really know how to feel like now he's going on a rampage like insert revenge movie here. But I mean now he has a katana, so I guess that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like how he, he uses like bows and arrows and swords, and then everyone else around him is holding guns. And it's kind of um annoying because like, how did he figure out that Thanos did it? Like, he had no idea what happened with like Thanos and stuff. Because no one, I don't think anyone. I mean, they they Natasha did know the exact place to find him, so maybe somewhat he did contact the avengers well we don't know what happened in that five years we don't even know what happened in that first initial 21 23 days there like the, like the world had seen spaceships show up in new york and in europe and then uh over wakanda so the the world would presumably know something was going on i'm sure there was some sort of statement after ever half everyone disappeared that They'd come out and be like, well, this is what happened. I'm sure there would be some sort of news. Because they did have, like, that uh, grave thing, like, they disappeared. Yes. There's another reason I didn't like the five years things. Like, it didn't make sense. Plus, like, everyone grew up. Like, uh... Cassie? Cassie grew up. Mm-hmm. And um, if you look, uh, when like, when Tony Stark dies and, like, there's uh, the funeral, you can see that um, the potato gun kid is actually there, like, a teenager. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's neat, and then again, it's kind of annoying to see how everyone was grown up. And I, I just wish they hadn't done the five years thing. Like maybe like a couple weeks later, or like five <laughs> months later, or like something where it, some time has passed, so everyone hasn't partly adapted to it. But it's still sad. But they didn't. They didn't even adapt five years later. I mean, they were talking about how it had been five years, and it still wasn't the same. It yeah. wasn't mm-hmm. normal anymore. It still wasn't normal. Right. Yeah. Except for I, Tony, and that's what I think. That's why the five years is important, is because Tony and Pepper got lucky and actually had a really cool life together, and a really sweet little girl who, like, we can't just <laughs> go back and erase these last five years because, right. like, that's really important. Yeah. Yeah, I think that. I think ultimately that's why it had to be five years. It had to. We needed that emotional hook uh, with with Morgan. Lovely three thousand. Yeah, that that whole thing had. To, I guess that had to be there, sort of, to help uh, advance Tony's storyline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so uh, we talked a little about Clint. What about Thor? Thor has kind of a, a storyline. <laughs> we've had mixed mixed feelings about that storyline in this household. Uh, Michael, what do you think about Thor? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. You know, I've I've had plenty of 
stories, plenty of Marvel movies where Thor was really cool. So having kind of fat slacker, big Lebowski Thor for a movie was perfectly fine with me. That was that was okay. I hated it. (laughs) His beard, it looked like he was like the dwarf in Infinity War. He looked like that guy. And, like, he was just drinking beer for five years and eating pizza. He certainly got, he should have had a bigger belly for five years. But uh, I'm kind of happy that he didn't have a, that big of a belly. And, like, Korg and the uh, scissors thing. Meeks. Meeks were, like, just completely fine with it. Like, they, they just, like, just right. happened to find, like, a Fortnite thing and just decided to, like, play Fortnite for the rest of their lives. Like, yeah. Hey, man, hop on the Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah it was kind of sad yeah it was he's he definitely had gone off the deep end there was a there was a uh somberness to his his story as well so hopefully Mm -hmm. hopefully if he can if he shows up again he can he'll be much slimmer this time (laughs) (laughs) do you guys predict he's going to be in guardians 3 absolutely i don't know i'm not sure maybe or maybe initially i hope so i hope so i think he's a guardian now pretty much it'd be really cool um, let's see here. Who else? So Black Widow, let's talk about her, her, I guess her fate. Annalise, you, uh, get thoughts on that? I that was really sad. I knew that she wouldn't let Hawkeye make the sacrifice because I knew she would, she would make sure that he got home back to his family, but it was still was not okay. <laughs> we already lost one person on that cliff. We didn't need to lose another one. I'm not going to say this cause I don't like Hawkeye cause I love Hawkeye, but personally, I kind of would have rather Hawkeye died on that cliff than um, Black Widow just because, like, he knew he, like, he didn't want um, her hair to die and he kind of made the point where he wanted a punishment for killing who knows how many people in the last five years. But he'd spent so much time like mourning and grieving and, like, going and doing revenge and stuff, and it was because he missed his family and, he, I mean, it was kind of twisted in a way, but she wanted to make sure that he got his family back. Yeah. Well, I think when they came back, I think some of that goes back to her line in Avengers about uh, Red and her ledger. Like she had done, she had done so much in her past that she wanted. She's her motivation was always to try and make up for that, and this was her way to finally make up for it. Yeah, Yeah. I just so so in a way it, it had to be her, but it was still not not okay. What's the rule for getting the soul stone? Is it you have to sacrifice something that you really love or something that you love more than anything else? <laughs> it did seem like it was a little inconsistent. So I don't know if the rules changed between 2014 and 2018. Yeah. <laughs> well, he said something that you love, and I'm like, oh, great. Hawkeye can just toss his bow over the cliff. We'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, a soul for a soul. And I was like, hey, never mind. Yeah, because I was thinking, like, I know he loves Natasha, but she can't be the one he loves the most, right? That's his family. Well, he can't but, throw his family over the edge. No, but she, they're not even there. So, like, as in the moment, like, as they're having this conversation, I'm trying to predict who's going to be the one to die. Like, to me, it had to be Clint had to go over because, like, he can be the person that she loves the most, even though they'll never have, like, a romantic relationship they're like best friends right right and, and she just doesn't love that many people and, but she does love him so like that would make sense but for her to go over and be the one like she can't be the person he loves the most and so we, we have to kind of like change the rules a little bit Seems, but i wonder yeah. if it was different because it was a sacrifice like she just ran off the cliff instead of 
like like with Gamora, he like threw her off, and it was like she was sacrificing herself instead of <laughs> he was sacrificing her. Right. Oh, how horrible would it have been if she like does it? She she succeeds in going down the cliff in the bottom, and then Clint comes back up and says, "Okay, where's the Soul Stone?" And Red Skull pushes his glasses up on his nose and says, "Well, actually, she's not the <laughs> one that you love the most, so you don't get it." Yeah, you didn't actually love her that much. I was hoping they would throw Red Skull off the edge. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we love how like, "Hey." He guided you this way, like, wouldn't you, like, love him for guiding him all this way and, like, <laughs> sacrificing, like, an hour of video game times? So, like, how would you just throw him? Like. <laughs> so, and Marvel's still talking about a Black Widow movie, right? Like, I, I think that's still. That, that's, yeah, they've not uh, completely unveiled the phase four and beyond plans, but Black Widow, I think they've talked about a director and. Um, but I believe it's also a uh, prequel movie. Okay. Right. I need a Black Widow movie. Yeah, one of the things that I guess Kevin Feige has said is that they're going to spend a lot more time kind of going going back, a la Captain Marvel, uh, where they went back to to the history. You know, so going back to 1994 or whatever, you know, they'll go back to a, to a previous date and sort of fill in some gaps. That might be what we see a little bit more of. Um, which which would which could give us a little bit time to uh, of time to catch up to where they are since they jumped ahead essentially four years um, from where we're at. So I, I don't know. And they kept like mentioning like it was like this is just like um, Budapest. Uh, Budapest, yeah. Budapest, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I need a Budapest movie. Yeah. Because I mentioned it again in Endgame, and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Maybe that's what the Black Widow movie is. Yeah, yeah that's what maybe. Or the Kessel Run. Yeah. It'll be the Kessel Run. <laughs> if they keep mentioning Budapest, people are going to start wondering. Oh, people have already started wondering. They started wondering in Avengers. Exactly. What's Budapest? You were talking earlier about that the scene where Thor kills Thanos, and um, that that was that took me by surprise too. And I think I forget who one of the kids said, "Okay, what do we go from here?" Because like going into the movie, like I said before, I, I expected it to wrap up the Infinity War storyline, and so I fully expected them to kind of hit the ground running and and just start fixing things right away. And in that initial scene, that seems like what they're doing. And then you get to that point where okay, they've killed him, the stones are gone. How do you fix any of this? And then it's like five years later, and, and I was completely derailed at that point. I had no idea what this movie was about to do, which was pretty <laughs> amazing. That was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but then what I and what I loved then after that was that we spent so much time just kind of soaking in the ramifications of what is life like with half the population gone and and like I never expected to see scenes of like Captain America leading a support group or you know just just all the little moments of like right. what these different people are doing and um, I like I love the scene of Black Widow and War Machine talking and and like war machine is uh, in Mexico and he, he thinks that Clint's been there. And uh, um, I don't know. I just, I really liked all of that stuff and it kind of really just set uh, an emotional foundation for the movie that I thought was really cool. Right. I think, I think a huge part of it was being able to look at it through Scott Lang's eyes with him, him coming mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. And, and then we get to see, so like Dashiell mentioned earlier, the, the like memorials, the big, the big stone walls full of the names. Yeah. Um, so seeing him go there, seeing him. So now we're, we're like, even though we know we can, we've probably been thinking for a year, well, what, what is life like now we kind of get to live it through his horrified eyes. Mm-hmm. And, and I think Ant-Man winds up being, you know, such a surprisingly huge part of this movie. You know, he is, he is the everyman, but he's, uh, 
he's so he's so integral in so many different ways. And and the other un, un, unsung hero in some ways is is War Machine. War Machine is so just he's kind of just there. But also then if you like on a second viewing, I was like, wow, he's he actually like has some great moments and a couple of really good lines. And he's he's pretty big deal, too. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were both great. Yeah, I think War Machine is kind of, uh, he's like a, a rock <laughs> of stability, like in all of this madness. Like he, you know, he, he hasn't gone off the deep end. He's he's clearly, you know, got his own grieving that he's doing. But, but yeah, that <laughs> makes sense. me even more eager to see it again now and just kind of watch him. Yeah. Yeah, he has a really nice scene with Nebula uh, where they're on <sighs> Morag and she's like, I wasn't born like this. And he's like, I wasn't either. But we work with what I got. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was great. And Nebula, she's another character. Like, she's one of my favorite oh. characters now. Well, yeah. and, like, I love her character development over the, the all the movies she's been in, but mm-hmm. seeing Nebula from the first Guardians with the Nebula from Endgame, yeah. it was, like, it's really evident how much she's really changed. And then seeing her with Tony on the ship was really sweet because they're both so, like, tender with each other. Like, they both just face devastating loss, but they're both, like, so kind to each other, and it, right. it was so and, great. Like, <laughs> Nebula just, like... Iron Man's offering her some food, and she's just like, "You have it." Yeah, and, and, and props to Karen Gillian or Gillian. How do you, how do you say it, Elise? I think it's Gillian. Gillian. Gillian, because she has to play both the 2014 Nebula and the 2023 Nebula, mm-hmm. and does a great job at going back to who she was in Guardians One. Yeah, I think I like the Iron Gauntlet more than I like the um, like the real Infinity Gauntlet more for some reason. Well, I, I come with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, so what did you think about how Hulk was the one who had to wear the Iron Gauntlet? And and just let's talk about Hulk's transition and where he, where he was at now. Dashiell, did you like the new smart Hulk? I, it, I have mixed feelings. Half of me thinks that it's cool because in the comics, he actually does become smart Hulk. And, like, they're kind of referencing from that. But the other part of me is like the primal part of me likes Bruce Banner and Hulk separate. And like when Bruce Banner gets angry, he becomes Hulk. But I kind of like the like the partial control over he has yeah. over it. Like he can, can like that's a truth, Cap. I'm always angry. He like morphed himself into Hulk. Right, right. David, what do you think of uh, Professor Hulk? I liked it. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where they go with it. Because I could easily see myself wishing for him to return to the old Hulk, but I do like this new Hulk, and I was not expecting it at all, even though I have read it in the comics. So, yeah. I mean, I was just, I'm excited to see where they're going with it. I hope Maybe we'll get another Hulk movie, please. Yeah, another yeah. Hulk movie. <laughs> like, since they had a different actor, I kind of want to say they um failed on that movie. Like, I I just I don't I think like. If we took a vote, most people would um, say that's their least favorite Marvel movie. But if they went back with the better Hulk actor and more better animation and smart Hulk, I think they could do like a really good like Red Hulk thing. Maybe, maybe. Michael, what did you think of Professor Hulk? I 100% agree with uh, Dash. Like, I, I liked him because this is like something that they did in the comics, and I always kind of liked that idea of the Hulk's body with Bruce Banner's brain in it. But man, I when I think about the Hulk, I want a Hulk smash, and uh, so I don't want them to stay there. But kind of like with Thor being all fat and slacker, I'm okay with this like for a movie or maybe movie and a half. Uh huh. But like he needs to like exercise. At least, what do you think of Professor Hulk? <laughs> 
I well, I've enjoyed seeing his journey and his like struggle with the Hulk because it was like with Ragnarok, he was. He was like, if I turn back into the Hulk, I might not come back. But like now, he's like, he's gone so far. But then I, there were a couple scenes where like they tried to make it goofy, and it was a little weird and almost like awkward. But like they did a good job with it. That was one of the goofy scenes. Well, like in the cafe or whatever, he's like eating a bunch of food, and then these children come up and like ask for a picture, and he's like, oh yeah, sure. And then they have this like two minute argument with Ammon, like, do you want a picture? Oh no, they want a picture. No, they don't. And it was, I don't know, it was just kind of weird awkward yeah it was yeah. very awkward but that was i think the point of that scene was yeah. that it was awkward <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah I, I i liked um i mean hulk hulk has got a very complicated history uh even which even continues to this day he he's continually uh metamorph more amorphizing into different kind of uh areas um so i i'm you know i'm with you dashel michael like i like seeing professor hulk i like i like that for this movie it was like oh we've never because we've never seen that um, the you know the Incredible Hulk TV show always did the two separate uh, entities, and that's all they've done so far. So I liked that they did it for this movie. But if they were to bring him back, that would be interesting to you know to see if they could explore what where does this go? You know, has he has he now? Is it now uh, going to create the Gray Hulk? Is it gonna, you know is Mister Fixit mm-hmm. going to show up? Is mm-hmm. um, you know where where does this all go? Is there is there some sort of repercussion to the the changing that he's made here? Could be cool. There's also another thing. If you got angry Savage Hulk from the first movie when he was mindless and just smashed a lot, or like Hulk when he was in the arena, like you could and got like Professor Hulk, you could totally see the size difference. Like he he got really strong. Still, he was still like the Hulk, but you can totally see how. You, he, uh, the Hulk has to be angry to really be the Hulk and be like well, really strong. And we, stuff. When they went back in time to Avengers, we saw Hulk as he was, and then we saw Professor Hulk, and it was an interesting difference. And like seeing him like smash everyone on the streets, and it's like he's really angry and he's really aggressive, and then he's like Professor Hulk is like barely touching cars, like yeah, wow. yeah you know, that was so good. <laughs> Like, he picked up the motorcycle and, like, set it down sideways. Like, <laughs> like, like, real other Hulk would have, like, thrown that thing half across a mile or something. Right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so who, who have we not covered? We covered, I think we've covered all the main uh, main cast, and we talked about Ant-Man, some, Nebula. Is there anybody else? Um, I mean, I guess I guess here's here a couple of things. I, I thought Captain Marvel might be in it more than she was, but uh, yeah. maybe that's how you handle her power level is you're just like, oh, she's in space. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. she's she's busy. Rocket was Rocket was a big part of this movie as well. I liked uh, I liked his you know the Build a Bear line. A lot. <laughs> Up until this point, I seriously thought you were a Build a Bear. Maybe I am. He's uh, talking to Ami. He's like, "Oh, look at the little puppy. Hey, oh, you want to go to space? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, space. Want space? You want to go to space, puppy?" And like um, he just took it. <laughs> I like how like when he was like talking to Thor, like, "Hey, we gotta do this." Like, yeah, I love the Rocket and Thor interactions. They they turned out to be a good pair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the Asgardian guards chasing him, like, get that rabbit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that reference funny. to Infinity War. <laughs> well, um, so then you know they 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 do this, you know, um. Hulk does a snap, brings everybody back. They show up for the final battle. Um, we don't get a whole lot with uh, with anybody there, which is which is certainly fine. That's not a complaint at all. We, you know, we get we get some stuff with Falcon, and 
at, at the very end too. But um, well, I wish it was more um, Spider Man. Sure, so sure, but yeah. So it would have been great it's to Spider Man's instant kill mode. <laughs> that was sad. That was sad to me. I didn't like that. Yeah, it would have been great to have some more some more scenes, you know, to maybe extend that battle for another uh, 30 minutes, right, to get everybody their moment. But, uh, but no, it's just great to see everybody there. Doctor Strange uh, showing back up, Wong, et cetera. Um, but yeah, that, that was kind of like just having everybody back. So now with, the, with sort of where this is, I, I'm curious where you think, what's your kind of what's your prediction for where it goes from here? David, where, where do you think... I, here, here's the here's the question. So they we've had these Avengers movies. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're not going to ever like they're going to keep making Avengers movies, mm-hmm. but it won't be obviously we'll have Captain America and, and Iron Man, maybe not even Thor. So I think we definitely have a huge cast change. What does Avengers look like when they finally make another one in phase four? What do you think? I think Falcon is going to s- sort of become the new Captain America. I don't know. Maybe more like Captain Falcon. <laughs> In the comics, he did. Maybe Pepper is going to be the new Iron Man, or the kid from Iron Man Three might become the new Iron Man. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe all the Marvel characters are just the Avengers now, which is entirely yeah. possible. Every yeah. time there's a minor threat, they all show up. <laughs> what do you think, Dashiell? Who? What's, what does Avengers Five look like? I hope Ant-Man joins the team. Okay. And I hope, like, Ant-Man and the Wasp kind of... Maybe not the Wasp. And then I hope Black Panther will sometimes come in. And, yeah, I want Pepper to be the new Iron Man. And, um... What was the other one? Uh... Falcon? Yeah, Falcon being the new Captain America. But, um... I want, like, old Captain America to kind of, like, give guidance to the team. Since they're new members. I, I want Scarlet Witch... And some of the other recruits, like um, Winter Soldier, to come in to play. Yeah. So there's still plenty of characters around that could could hang out and still be Avengers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael, do you have uh, thoughts on what Avengers Five looks like? Yeah, I think most of the people we've talked about so far. I, I don't. I really don't see them getting Gwyneth Paltrow to come back. I don't. Um, know. But, you know. <laughs> but you have Don Cheadle there, and. and Sure. Um, I would love to see just War Machine kind of fill the Iron Man role. I'd love to see uh, Valkyrie kind of fill the Thor spot. Yes. You know, I'd actually like, what I would like is a uh, Defenders movie. Yeah. Uh, so, doc- well, I know that they've called the, they call the Defenders on Netflix. They had that. But I mean, I would like to see, you know, the original Defenders from the comics. So I'd like to see Doctor Strange. Yeah. The Hulk. Hulk, Valkyrie. And maybe show, you know, bring Namor into the universe and have that as a team. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're getting the X Men soon. So. Yeah, they are getting um twenty like Fox rights, and I seriously hope that there is going to be probably not Galactus because they've already had Thanos, but like a bigger a bigger kind of villain, and they and then like the Fantastic Four comes into play, maybe X Men if they. Like, I just hope they redo the Fantastic Four, because the, the two-series movie, that was good, but Marvel could do better. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't understand why, they, like, Marvel didn't have that. Yeah, licensing. So, yeah, licensing. Uh, Michael, any, any any questions that I haven't asked that you want to ask? Um, so there's no post credit scene. There is a noise. <laughs> but so I, I first of all I got my first question is what do you think about there not being a post credit scene? And then my second question is if you notice the noise at the very end of the credits, 
what do you think about what do you think that is well we uh so my wife and i went and we stayed for the whole thing and we found that there was no closing credits uh but there is the uh it sounded to me like you know the the iron man hitting a hammer on an anvil kind of sound like i just yeah. i i personally just think it's an homage to where they started that that's just my personal opinion we, and then w- when we went with the kids the next day we didn't since we knew there was no scene we did not stay okay uh just so that the people could come in and turn the theater <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's just a clanging sound just kind of in the soundtrack and that's that's the the theory that I've heard that I guess I like the most too. Yeah. Although. Yeah. I, what, so what do you think? Do you think there's something more to it? I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, I'm so used to these movies ending with a tease for what's coming next. Um, that that's kind of like I, my brain just immediately goes to trying to predict. Um, but I really like that. There's not a post credit scene. It just like, there is no tease really for what's coming next. That this is a wrap up and not yeah. like, you know, and I would actually, I'd honestly be okay if we never got another Marvel movie. I, I was saying the same thing. Like I, I'm actually even fine just not ever going to see another one. Uh, I obviously <laughs> I won't stick to that. But like if this was the last thing, I would be a hundred percent okay with that. Yeah. Um, we brought, our family has already decided not to see Far From Home in the theater, but like we're gonna get it. Like <laughs> I need to watch it because Spider Man's my like ultimate superhero favorite character yeah. in DC and Marvel. So, yeah. Yeah, so as an ending, Michael, you thought you agree you agree that it's like the it's a perfect ending. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm I'm interested in seeing these characters like if Disney Plus does a bunch of TV shows, like I've I've heard rumors about like a Flash, not a Flash, a um a Falcon Winter Soldier kind of team up TV show, like I would be all on board for I'm that. So- <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've heard rumors about like a Loki TV show. I would be so on board for that. Uh, You know, so here's my little theory on what the Loki TV show is: is that it's Loki from 2012 who got the cosmic cube or the tesseract. Yeah, and that's the sort of the back door that gives us the TV show. Right. right. It's just the adventures of Loki, who isn't in a jail cell in Asgard. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) or dead. I just thought it was something really funny. So I'm looking to like make this funny thing. Like you see Fat Thor and Rocket sneak past um, Loki and his um, and he's like throwing a cup of them down. Once oh, they so pass, good. he's out of sight. You see Loki disappear because he like because he ran away from the Tesseract. But there are yeah, no so, rules. Yeah, time, Michael, so. you were you were looking forward to the shows and where it goes. But yeah, otherwise, yeah. 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 But yeah. Isn't there going to be a Scarlet Witch show? Scarlet. They're talking about Scarlet Witch and the uh, Vision. Uh, so yeah. bored for that. Like I really I. She's another one of my new favorite characters, and uh, her matchup with Thanos in that final battle was was another one of my favorite moments, where she just oh, talks about, yeah, you know, you've taken everything from me. I thought that she might actually like finish him off in that scene. I kind of thought it. I kind of thought it. I, I think she was close, and that's why he finally did the uh, make it rain thing or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, any anything else, Michael? Any other questions you can think of that we need to ask? Any uh, anything else we need to get out there? I think I everyone that died and didn't get snapped is going to stay dead. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So the yeah the Gamora. I think the Gamora plotline will be interesting to see where they go with that. As far as now, Gamora is still around, but it's a different version of her that hasn't mm-hmm. experienced Guardians one and two. Yeah. Uh, Vision. Yeah. Vision. Heimdall. Loki. Loki. Although I think there is this back door with Loki. Um, right. I, I think that's that's clever, but um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see where that all. Or it's interesting that they did not come back. Uh, even even Vision, I think. I mean, there's a possibility, I guess, since Vision's an android, that they might be able to fix them. But I think the fact that it was five years later and they hadn't, uh, right, 
probably not going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they also didn't have the stone. Mm. Yeah, but in the Infinity War, they said, hey, Vision is not know, just but, the stone. But would he has would have been the same? Good point. Yeah. Maybe since, like, Tony Stark disappeared off and everyone was just miserable, they just didn't do it at that time. But, like, may- maybe they'll redo him. I don't know. But Tony's dead, so... <laughs> Oh yeah. Or well, sure, yeah. sure he's not. She could, she could fix him. <laughs> True. We we haven't really talked about that part. It actually, hasn't come up at all in our conversation. But what does everybody think about Tony being dead? It's awful and sad, but it was a fitting end. Yeah. And I knew that I knew I knew Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans were like like they had been in so many movies that this was gonna somehow it was gonna wrap up their stories. And so I wasn't incredibly shocked, but still incredibly sad. Yeah. <laughs> I knew Iron Man wasn't going to make out of him, like, just because, like, he didn't have any invincibility and his suit was, like, pretty easy to take off. So, I knew that he was going to not make it out of here somewhere, but I really like how, how he died. He died, he's the one who killed Superman, um, him, he snapped. Mm-hmm. He, like, gave Thanos the right death. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. David, what about you? That image of Tony looking at Doctor Strange and then Doctor Strange putting up oh, the one finger. Yes. That was insanely powerful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why did, that was... why, why did he put up only one finger? Like, what was that? Because that one way, one way to win. Oh, right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that was heartbreaking when I saw it. Um, and Doctor Strange's face when he puts that finger out, he's not happy about it, but he's just like, but this is it. And Tony just knows in that moment. And he was like, if I tell you, it won't happen. And he sa- he was the one who saved Iron Man in the first one, in this first mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. That That's why I trusted Doctor Strange through that whole thing. Okay, everyone was getting so upset with Doctor Strange and Star-Lord and Thor. And I was like, there was only one timeline where they won. And Doctor Strange knew what it was. And right. Yeah, I was okay. never so Doctor Strange. Yeah. Yeah, he's the hero to me of, of Infinity War. Like, he's my favorite character in that movie. Carlin, what about you and Tony's death? Yeah, I thought it was a very fitting end. I mean, obviously, uh, I could have, I could have gone on. You know, I could have been happy with more Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, but uh, also, you know, he's he's done ten or eleven of these movies, mm-hmm. uh, various various lengths and stuff. So, um, certainly, uh, did, does he tie Hugh Jackman? I think he. Oh, I, that's a good question. I think he does. I think I think Hugh Jackman has if either either he ties or he uh, goes one past Hugh Jackman. So it's like, all right, we you know, that's pretty that's pretty good. That's uh. <laughs> it's a good it's a very good ending. I like the fact that his uh, basically his last words are "I'm Iron Man," yeah. and that's how Iron Man one ended. So I thought it was well well written. And uh, yeah, I don't. I, I, I'm with you. I don't think we'll see Gwyneth Paltrow again. I know we do see Happy because uh, he's in the trailer for Far From Home. Um, but yeah, his, his, I think his impact will be felt. And I also would not be surprised if we do see, uh, Robert Downey Jr. again in some sort of recording or flashback. I mean, I think, I think he's not like leaving on bad terms, but mm-hmm. it's just sort of like, oh, he's, this is, <laughs> this is the way to be done. That's a good point. Like if, if a lot of these upcoming movies are actually like, prequels or flashbacks or whatever, then there's certainly opportunities for him just to kind of 
have cameos. Like, I hadn't even thought about Far From Home and the fact that he might not be in there. I kind of assumed he would, at least in some capacity. But right. we, yeah. uh, we after we saw Avengers uh, Endgame, we we were hungry. Just the timing of it, we wound up kind of missing lunch, so we we grabbed. Uh, we went to Burger King as a fitting <laughs> tribute to. Robert Downey or to, to Tony Stark from the first movie, we got cheeseburgers. Nice. We, we toasted well, then, And then also, uh, Morgan was like, I want cheeseburgers. And so Ma, we got in the car and mom's like, what do you want? And I'm like, I want cheeseburgers. <laughs> and then we, and then we decided, well, we had to go to Burger King because that's right. what Tony wanted when right. he got back. Nice. Yeah. When he died, I was, I was actually putting that as a black mark against the movie. Like even even as good as it was and as like fitting of an end it was like the fact that he died in it was like uh like I may only give this four and a half out of five stars um, but then when they gave Peggy and Steve like their happy ending at the end then that just okay I'm fine with the whole thing everything is wonderful now. <laughs> well, that funeral scene was like really powerful too mm-hmm. because you have the you have the arc reactor and that like proof that Tony has a heart and like yeah. I lost. Again, there was so <laughs> I hope like that this, one of those um, flower things. Seeing everyone, like just everyone there, was oh, really powerful. Yeah. yeah, it reminds me like you used to get. Well, sometimes you still do. Like if they have like a, a comic book issue where it's like somebody's wedding or somebody's funeral, and some artist, poor artist, has to draw like dozens and dozens of characters <laughs> um, in the background. You know, it's kind of there, like mourning Superman or, or whoever. And that's like totally what this reminded me of, and I just love how the camera like kind of pans around to like these different groups of people, and and uh, I had to look up who that that teenage kid was because I totally <laughs> didn't recognize Harley, but uh, yeah, that was great. It was it was the, the funeral also helped a lot to to make it easier to accept Iron Man's death. <laughs> the proof that Tony Stark has a heart thing was all like a floating flower thing. I hope that another floating flower thing had the damn watch that Harley had. And gave to Iron Man. Oh yeah, the like, Dora watch. The Dora watch. Yes. Limited <laughs> like, edition. Was in then. No. Yeah, no. I I said the same thing, Michael, about that that funeral scene. You know, like this this in Infinity War. Um, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about on the porch. You know, th- this is like you know one of those gigantic comic book crossovers come to life. Mm-hmm. Uh, there. There are so many characters in this. There's so many credited actors who don't even have a line. Uh, you know, Angela Bassett has th- three seconds of screen time. Uh, there's so many in that funeral scene. Like even Sam, you know, Samuel Jackson doesn't even say anything, right. but he's there. He's right. they, they bring so many of these characters back. Just, just hey, Michelle Pfeiffer, just can you just stand here for like yeah. ten minutes while we shoot a few different angles so we can composite you into this shot. Yeah. And, and and you're right. Like like this is the kind of thing where like you know you're excited that they're going to make a comic book about something because they're they can be a little more impractical and pull all the stuff in. Like they've actually like they're they're almost impractical about this because they are pulling so many in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's so it's so amazing that they did it and pulled this off from just a sheer like the comic book to the screen uh, aspect of it. Now, Carly, you've seen it a couple of times. Was General Ross at the funeral as well? He was. He was at the funeral. Okay. Yep. All right. I saw him in the credits, and I, I couldn't. Figure out it's, where he uh, was. Yeah, exactly. General Ross is just standing there in the back. Uh, I think he's standing there back, back behind. Uh, uh, was it Harley? Is what you said his name was? The kid yeah. from Iron Man yeah. Three. Uh, he's yeah. just he's just yeah. back there behind the kid who, um, you know, no, like they're there. They're credited. They don't have a line. Right. <laughs> is Harley right. credited? 
I don't know if he's in the opening credits or at the end, but yeah, he's got a credit. So, yeah, uh, impressive. Well, I, I mean, I think they did it again. It'll be interesting to see where they go. But kids, this I, like I know you're, you've grown up with these movies and you don't like so these movies are actually even older than you. Like the Iron Man came out before you were born. So David and Annalise, I mean, they're, they're a huge part of your lives. You have no idea. Like to you. Yes, this is impressive. But like this is unprecedented. Like nothing like this has ever happened. Even even like. I was even impressed with the Avengers 2012, the combining of four movie franchises into one. And then for them to do it again with Infinity War and Endgame, it is like nothing like this has ever happened. And I don't even know if I can imagine something like this ever happening again to this level. So you are here for it. Enjoy it. Uh, Is that going to do it? I think that's it. Does that wrap up our conversation on Endgame? Our call hasn't been three hours yet. That's okay. We'll we'll spare our listening audience having to uh, do another three hour piece of uh, media. We'll just put clanging noise on first. We'll time. just yeah, it's two hours of clanging at the end. <laughs> do we have a what did we used to call it? A dinner table question? Oh yeah, and I, I had thought of one, but I think Carlin already kind of covered it. Where I was I was wondering like where you guys thought we might go from here, but I think we've we've kind of covered that. I ruined the dinner table question. No, you just kind of naturally stuck it in there, which is great. <laughs> uh, I have an idea for one. What's that? Okay. All right. Um, like everyone gets to pick six characters, or maybe pick five characters, and you get to be on your own little mini Avengers team. All right. From the <laughs> movies? Five okay. Characters from the movies. You go first, then. Oh, okay. <laughs> I want Spider-Man. Are we going with, like, everyone who's alive or everyone, yeah. like, everyone ever? Yeah, everyone, everyone who still is around. Can we pick, okay. like... The same characters? Yes. Okay. I want Spider-Man. Um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> I want Spider-Man. So you want three Spider-Mans? Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, him, Scarlet Witch, um, Bucky, Doctor Strange. Let's see, that's four. And Carol. I want Captain Marvel. Okay. All right. David? All right. Let's see. I want Hawkeye. Um, hmm. Hulk. Drax. Groot. And Spider-Man. Okay. Dashiell? I want Spider-Man. Um... Oh, Spider-Man, Hawkeye, uh, Groot, Rocket, and uh, Scarlet Witch. Okay, Michael? Uh, Hulk, Valkyrie, Scarlet Witch, Nebula, Spider-Man. Okay, here's, uh, it's my turn. Um, I want um, War Machine. Mm. Falcon or Captain America, whatever, whatever, wherever he's at now. Uh, Scarlet Witch. And. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, that's good. Mm. That's a good one. You're, I, you're the only one who didn't pick Spider-Man. I, 
I don't actually want Spider-Man on my Avengers. I'm a I'm a traditionalist who doesn't believe in Spider-Man on a team, but that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Here yeah. we can just call I, him. The only the only team just... he belongs on is the Amazing Friends. I'm just gonna steal your team, Tar Scarlet or Carlin. That's that's a good team. The only yeah. team of Spider-Man will be the team of Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, it's me and it's it's my team and it's just three Spider-Man. <laughs> no, it's five Spider-Man. You're, you're, yeah, with the Spider-Verse, you can bring in yeah. uh, other... Oh, Spider- that was good. That was a good movie. We can just call him Cap- um, Falcon, Captain Falcon, for someone. Yeah. Right. Captain Falcon, give him the Falcon punch, and you're good to go. Oh, well, we get that reference? well it's good, it good getting the, the band back together and having mm-hmm. everybody here. Dashiell, thanks for joining the full team. Yep. Michael and David, it's good talking to you again. Yeah, absolutely. Annalise, yo. Hello. <laughs> and uh, so that's going to do it. Well, obviously, we got uh, other little uh, episodes coming up and and uh, other things planned. So keep uh, keep on listening and uh, keep subscribing and keep nerding those kids. I know I told Carlo this, but Annalise, your last episode was amazing. Oh, yes. Thank you. I have, I have more questions. I thought of another one last night, Dad, but <laughs> I can't remember what it is now. Um, oh, you know, we did not. I was thinking we might do another one after we watched uh, between seasons uh, four and five, but we forgot to do it. I have a great idea for a lost episode, to be honest. Yeah, I ask me if I have any questions, and I just say no, and that's the entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> Da 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 da